Hello, friends, and welcome to this episode of On Grace. We're really grateful that you are listening, no matter how you're listening. My name is Jason Brown, hanging out with, uh, from the 80s, Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go, Wham! Yes, George Michael, and I can't think of that other dude's name. What's his name? Do Does we anyone know Do you know his name? <laughs> Do you know his name, Wendell? Let's both be George Michael. <laughs> George Michael was underrated. No, he was good. Yeah, he, yeah. he was good. Yeah. He yeah. had faith, yeah. careless whisper. Oh, dude. For yeah, my had, money, he had skills. careless whisper is about as good as it gets. Uh, yeah, what else What else did he have? Um, he had faith, we said, careless whisper. Father figure. Oh, oh yeah, but yeah, yeah, father yeah, yeah. figure, yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's a good one. I just remember that one, Jesus to a child or so. I always say... Uh, Cause I was like young when that was out, and I always thought it was so kind of weird. It was a gospel I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> type this guy, again, the this guy stuff a priest? Was, was much better. Yeah, so. priest. He's wearing a clerical collar. <laughs> yes, um, but not really. George Michael, our friends, Scott Newman, and I'm Wendell back. Van Here I am. <laughs> I'm back, like Arnold. <laughs> Last week I was Ron Weasley. I, you never know, right? <laughs> yeah. You never know. Okay. <laughs> the but transformation okay. is is unreal. I'm okay with being the su- the supporting cast. These, I'm all right with that. The spirit moves in mysterious ways. Yes. It's a good song. It's a, it, it, yes. Yeah. It's about the Holy Spirit. Yes. You kick us off, JB. You never kick us off. Uh, I kick us ah, off every I see week. I threw him a curve. Every week. Uh, last week we talked about filters particularly in listening and how uh, those filters become landmines uh, that blow up the conversation, that blow up the relationship. And those filters can take um, many forms, and often maybe they're things that we don't even see in ourselves. So uh, they become manifest when we're talking to someone or having a good conversation or a good interaction, and somehow, some way, they reveal something that slams the door shuts down the conversation, shuts down the relationship, and um, touched on those briefly last week. So the big question, though, is how do we overcome those? Once we recognize them, once we see them in ourselves, how do we, how do we move past it? Mm-hmm. Uh, re- I think realization is, uh, you, you think, well, yeah, we knew he was going to say that, but that's uh, huge. Just to see it. It, it you know, you go all day, and and everybody kind of looks at you funny, and you and you get in your truck to drive home, and you look in the mirror, and you've got this big piece of broccoli in your in your tooth. It's like shoot, you know. You, how long has that been there? Right. And how many people did that right. talk with? And I mean, it, just <laughs> knowing it's there, it. just knowing it's there explains a lot. Yeah. And and you immediately begin to do what you have to to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but realization is huge. And I think... I think you need other people yeah. to help you realize that, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. You, you're not going to know that piece of broccoli is there. You're not... Right. Like, that's uh, that's where community... Yeah. Like, true, honest community, like, people that, yeah. that know you and you have that type of relationship with that, that are actually going to say... Hey, this is a this is an issue. You yeah. probably don't see this, but but we see it. Um, well, and, yeah. and so, every now and then somebody will dig in. Yeah, and they'll say, "Well, I like broccoli in my teeth, and so I'm not changing." <laughs> do you think? Do you think that those people uh, almost have to be different from you 
So for, for the reason I'm asking is like I oh. I recognize <laughs> that I bring in certain biases because of my experience as you know a, a white dude, right? And yeah. so there are experiences that yeah um, minorities would have or that women would yeah. have that I would not, and biases that I wouldn't even know that I have until someone comes along and says actually yeah. that's yeah that's not true yeah I, um. I went through the, I, I don't know when this started, so I'm terrible at those kind of details, but what they call the women's lib movement, which I'm sure they call it something else now, but whatever. What they, I, I was in it when it initially happened, and I remember hearing what they were saying and thinking, wow, I they really have a point. And so in my mind, it was like I want to be conscious of that I want to let that begin to change the way I think and interact and so forth. And yet, as recently as a year or two ago, a friend of mine who would be um, a millennial, m- m- yeah, Gen X, no, millennial, they just called me straight up. It's, it's a, 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 girl, a lady, a, a young mother, called me out straight up, said, dude, that's sexist. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. And and when when they unpacked it, it was like, and and I, I really respect them. We're close. I mean, mm-hmm. they, the bridge is strong between us. So she she could say what she needed to, and she wasn't being mean. She was just being honest. But I, it was it was a woman. And I could say what I said around fifty men, and nobody would have called me on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think that kind of gets at what this is about. I mean, uh, last week I, I said, I, th- I think these filters go up in large part because, um, of kind of where we find our identity, like the groups and, and, and the circles in which we sort of find ourselves. And we, we learn to sort of behave in a way that is safe within those groupings where we know like, well, this is what it means to belong in this group. And so I have to, I have to fall in line. And, in, in conversations where all of a sudden people sort of cross those invisible lines, that's when these filters and these, these triggers go up. Uh, like, oh, I don't, I don't know what, what to do and how to proceed now. Like, you're, you're not part of us because you, you, have, you have gone to this point, right? Like, whatever that is. Um, and so I think learning for our conversations, like, if we really are trying to listen to someone, to be present and listen to someone, to say, like, this is not about me, like right. this is about them, right. like and so right. Exa- exactly right. Um, yeah, they they need to be free to say whatever it is for them to be honest and for me to realize this is not an affront to me. This is not yeah. The, in in this moment, this is not about me, right? Well, the, the herd instinct is just screaming in your head, yeah. yeah. And you have to say, I'm at this point, I'm not listening to that. I'm listening to this person in front of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just choose to ignore the herd, the screams of the herd. And it's it's weird. We we've not talked much on these podcasts about codependency, but in in our we're all codependent on each other in unhealthy sure. ways. And and this this injustice to the definition. But my definition of codependency is to use and abuse other people so that I'll feel better about myself. Mm-hmm. And so we get that way with groups. We use the group to help us feel good about ourselves. Conforming with the group makes me feel stronger, makes me feel more secure, makes me feel like I belong. I mean, it just, mm-hmm. and, and, 
and and we don't think it through. We we just we just because everybody wants to feel comfortable and safe. Everybody sure. does. So that's how we do it with just mindlessly, and it just messes our healthy interactions. Yeah. It just yeah. messes them all up. Yeah. If if my filters come from my tribe, mm-hmm. which keeps me safe, right? Yeah. Then challenging my filters is also challenging my sense of safety. Sure. Is also challenging my tribe. Right. And therefore yeah. also challenging my identity. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. It. yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. the baggage. Yeah. They be- yeah. they become like um, I, I, one of y'all might chime in. Correct me if I'm wrong, but like a shibboleth, right? Like there's this this story in the Old Testament in the book of Judges. And it's really random, but it was this Hebrew word, shibboleth, uh, which like means corn or something like that. Like it, it, the word itself was of no consequence, but but the pronunciation of it was how they could tell if someone oh. was was an Israelite or not or whatever. Oh. I may be messing oh, wow, this okay. up, but like a code word, it, it became a way that they could tell you you cannot pronounce this word, so you are actually not one of us. And and in that instance, I think they they killed them or whatever. Like it was again, it it was a safety thing. But it became like a code word, a, yeah. a, a way for them to tell who was, who was one of them and who was not, and and so we have these, we have the, these shibboleths, right? Like these ways in which, yeah, I, I these filters come out of again this this sense of belonging. Like I, um, when you, when you say this, like you have to learn to speak this language, and so we do this in church, right? Like you have to learn to talk to talk, yeah. Um, and when all of a sudden you don't. Oh well, you're like that's yeah. that's a sign that you're not really one of us. Yeah, I'll I'll never forget right? one of the first times I went to church. Somebody came up to me and was like, "God is good," and, and you're like, right, uh, uh, and, "What is and it?" So, and so I said, "Yeah, man." Instead <laughs> <laughs> right? of all the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, we we do this in ways that we don't even realize. <laughs> and the more that we surround ourselves only with people, you know, like these echo chambers, like these people that that talk like us and can say all the right words in all the right ways. Um, we're, we're never pushed and challenged. And so the yeah. more that we do this, the more that our, these filters are more and more present. And they get so reinforced. Yeah. They yeah. get reinforced. So See, the, more I knew that I was we, right. the more we actually surround ourselves with folks who don't look like us, talk like us, think like us, the more we're, we're less affected when people yeah. are, are, people well, are, are more free to just sort of be who they are. And, and we're okay with that. Right. That, this really goes back to one of the first discoveries we made on the podcast and that is that uh, you are either primarily love-driven or you're fear-driven. Yeah. And if I'm love-driven, I'm all in what you're saying. I don't mm-hmm. care how you say it. I'm all in. I want to know. Yeah. I, I, not just what you're saying, but uh, but why you're saying. I want to know your heart's desires. I want to know your hopes and dreams. Mm-hmm. You know, I I'm all, and I don't care what language you use. That's yeah. love driven. Yeah, you're free to be you and whatever. whatever yes. and, and in it a doesn't way that's not me. a threat to me. Not yes. at all. Yeah. No. But if I'm fear driven, man, those filters are on high yep. alert. Yep. Oh, he said the f bomb, or he said he was of this party, or he used to live in such and such a place, or roots for such and mm-hmm. such a team. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. And and he's a threat to me suddenly. It. Yeah, that's it. It's fear. It's fear driven. Yeah. Right. Well, and and the other part of it. Okay, so I about a year ago I started volunteering down at Hotel Inc. Mm. And I remember feeling so afraid of air quotes those people. Yeah. I don't know their language. I don't know how they feel, what they Who knows think. what they're gonna say. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And and so when I went down there, fear 
was was a huge motivator. I mean, I wanted to help them, but I have to admit, it was all about self preservation. Mm-hmm. It's like I don't want to say anything wrong. I want to get out of here with, you know, my life, and I want you know, I want to get out of here, and and I want to get out of here with a good reputation. I want them to like me. Blah blah blah. But then the longer you are there, and the and the longer you just listen, you you realize. Uh, they all have stories to tell and it may not be in my language and it may not be from mm-hmm. my context, but you're, so maybe some of this, I mean, you know, the initial question, what do we do about this? Some of it may just be, just press into it. Yeah. If it feels clumsy and awkward, press into it. Yeah. Cause just, I think that might be the other side of this fear is we, these filters go, go up because we don't know how to respond in those moments either. Oh, right, they're they're right, now right, right. sort of indicating by whatever they're saying that that we're there. There's a separation between us. Yeah, the, the language they're using, the stories, whatever, whatever it is, or they're just taking me into a territory that I'm not I just, familiar I, with. I'm not familiar with, yeah. so I'm uncomfortable. I don't know what to say now. Yeah. I don't know how to respond to what yeah. you're saying, which right? is all about me. Which yes, which we've then turned driven. it back around. Rather than yeah. just saying, maybe just being honest, like why. Well, Wendell, I have no idea right. uh, about hunting. Right, and, right. And this language of turkeys and gobblers and Tom, yeah, yeah. That, that last week we talked, <laughs> you, you're going to have to unpack that for me. Right, right. You're going right, to have to explain that. Or, Which you know, actually, Jake, I don't know. I, I don't understand what's going on in this movie in Harry Potter right now or whatever. Yeah. I, you, you may have to, to tell me a little more. I don't understand I'm, why you're dry heaving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, y'all got to watch that video. I need to send it to you. <laughs> but, it, but, but think about... The magic that happens when you take the time to say, you know what, like, say at Hotel Inc., I'm supposed to be the chaplain. Yeah. Here. Really? Can I just sit at your feet and you teach me? Mm-hmm. Is there things about life you know I don't know? And and there may be words you use, terminology you use that I'm going to say, time out. I don't know what that means. Explain that to me. It's, it shows such respect. It shows such I mean, you could do it as a game. You could do it as a gimmick, but but if you really mean it, they they get that. This person really wants to hear what I have mm-hmm. to say. Yeah, I think there's a level of humility as well. That, like, it, when I when I meet someone and um, even if they're different from me, that they have something to teach me. They have something to yeah. share with me. They yeah. have something that I don't have. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. And it's not just—it's not necessarily to educate me, give me data to put in my on my hard drive. Right. But it's more like, um, your your story is beautiful, and some of that color can splash off on me, and some of mm-hmm. that ambiance can, you know, it's going to enrich my life, and maybe I can say some things that enrich yours, and it doesn't—it it just becomes. A love fest, like back at Woodstock, you know. <laughs> it's it's love driven. It's daisies and peace signs. Uh, but I mean, that generation had something. My generation did have something, and I think the generation now does too. About this is all about listening, and listening minus filters, and yeah, in a way that doesn't make it all about me again, but yeah, has genuine care and concern for, yeah. for the other person. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. Thanks for listening to this episode of On Grace. My name is Jason Brown. You've been hanging out with Wendell Van Valen and filling in for our friend Wayne Hunter. 
with Scott Newman. We work together at Broadway United Methodist Church in Bowling Green, Kentucky.